So it's the 15th of October, 2022. So this is a time for us to train our minds in order to bring them to peace. Because this mind, or citta, it's a knowing element that which knows all of these sense impressions, which receives them. And if this knowing element doesn't have wisdom, if it doesn't have peace, and always be proliferating and causing it to attach. And so it attaches to the khandas, attaches to physical and mental things. And when it clings to them like this, then it experiences this heaviness. And they're heavy due to this upadana, this clinging. So when our minds don't know this, they don't know that they're heavy things, then they cling to them. And this is the cause for suffering to arise. It's like a small child that doesn't know what things are dangerous. You may see a pool of water and jump in and not be able to swim. And many children have died in this way. Or maybe take a screwdriver and put that into an electrical socket and electrocute themselves. And especially if a child leaves the house, there are many ways that they can easily get into accidents outside because they just are unaware as to what things are dangerous. So they need adults looking after them. And our minds are this way as well. They need one who knows, following up and caring for them. Having this mindfulness there, looking after the heart. Because if our minds receive any sense impressions and they don't have wisdom, then it's very easy for suffering to arise. So how is it that we can meet with genuine happiness? So this genuine happiness is the happiness that comes from a heart that is empty of all of these aramanas, all sense impressions, through wisdom. So at the time of the Buddha, there were hermits, rishis, these practitioners, who could get into very deep jhanas, these formless jhanas. And their minds were empty as well. And they were empty of sense impressions through samadhi. But they still had yet to give rise to wisdom that would allow them to abandon the attachment to the five khandas. The Buddha awakened through his own efforts and then he taught us to practice as well. So this current season, now it's the Katina season. And so why did this um, Katina tradition arise? What was that due to? It was because of the Dhamma. That there were 30 monks who wished to listen to the Dhamma. And so they were walking from Pava to Savati in order to pay respects to the Buddha and listen to his teachings. But they weren't able to get there on time for the rains retreat, so they had to spend the vasa at Saketa. 
And so the hearts of these monks, they wish to attain to arahantship. And so they went to listen uh, to the Buddha, eventually, listen to his teachings, and they were able to attain to arahants, all 30 of them. And then the Buddha, he um, laid down this, or established this katina tradition or ceremony, and said that if there are five or more monks who spend the reigns retreat harmoniously together, then they are able to receive a katina robe. So this happens due to the Dhamma, this practice of the Dhamma being set on the Dhamma, and the kindness and compassion of the perfectly self-awakened Buddha. And through that, he gave his uh, permission, his opportunity, for the monks to change one of their robes, whether it was the lower robe or the upper or outer robe. So this rains retreat that has passed here, there was a lot of rain, far more than any other year. I've been here over 30 years and I've never seen it rain quite like this. And so the monks uh, have used their robes uh, during this time. And because of the dampness or the rain, there may be some uh, problems uh, with them. And so the faithful lay people have come to offer this cloth in homage of the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha, and offering this katina cloth, and also offering other requisites and financial donations as well in order to support the Buddha Sasana, to support building projects or the purchasing of land, the building of kutis, monastic dwellings, or dharma halls, or stupas, jetties. And so this is very important as well. These places, they allow us to, um, or the means for us to create goodness. And so we're generous. We build up our merit in this way. And this merit is something that's very important. And even though on that level it may just be the level of sasana, wattu, the materials of the religion, but it needs to begin with that first. We need these monasteries. Monasteries need land, and then monastic dwellings and dharma halls as places for people to practice and cultivate their minds and places that are sheltered from the light of the sun and from the wind and from the rain. And so people can come and practice. And so that's very important, that people do come to practice the Dhamma in these places. And so like the building of this Abhosita Hall, we made it very wide, because there are many disciples of Venerable Ajahn Chah, and so they can gather together in order to practice here. And so when people gather together like this, or they practice the Dhamma, this is the Sasana Pugala, of the members of the religion, uh, the people of the religion. 
And they are really set on practicing the Dhamma in order for them to give rise to the Dhamma of this dispensation within their hearts. So when we see monasteries or ordination halls or stupas, chedis, and then we can recollect, we can recollect the Buddha as Buddha Nusati, the great wisdom of the Buddha, that he was able to completely cut off the defilements. And he gained awakening on his own. He was a Samma Buddha. He was uh, as Buddha, uh, the one who knows, the awakened one, the one who is joyful through the Dhamma. So may we all try to practice, even though we may still... Oh, sorry. And so maybe some people um, are still children, and they don't have the four requisites uh, in abundance or in the state of completion. But they do have good health, and they have time as well. But then when children go to study and then go to work, they may get more of these requisites, uh, but their health steadily decreases. They get less of that. And the thing that they really lose is time. And so maybe they get more wealth. But then they can also see that their physical health is something that's very important. And then when they reach the last period of their life, they have time, they have money, but their health has really deteriorated. So if we're going to wait for everything to be in a state of completion, and to have time and money and health, all of this in a state of balance, um, then we're not going to be able to find that. And so like practitioners who wait for everything to be just right, it's difficult to find that situation. And so those with faith, even though they may have a lot of duties, you need to seek out the time and the opportunity for yourselves. And even though you may have work to do, and even outside of that work, may be thinking about the occupation, but you need to try to find this opportunity to bring the mind to peace. It may be hard, but you should really be set, be firm, that this time now is the time for me to train my mind. And I will stop all of these thoughts, all of this proliferation. And if the mind just carries on thinking, and then we can teach our minds. And we can tell ourselves that this is just physical stuff, it's just mental stuff. And where am I within all of that? If a memory of us as a child comes up, well, where is that child now? And this memory, that's not me. There may be memories of things that we've loved or things that we've hated, but we should contemplate to see that none of that is me. And the mind may proliferate about good things, about bad things. 
But in the beginning, we need to depend upon this self in order to create goodness, in order to meet with true happiness and find the end of suffering. And so we start off with generosity and with virtue. And then we come to bhavana, this inner cultivation. And we need to train ourselves in this as well. Because it's normal that the minds of all people are agitated, they're suffering, they're all over the place. But if we don't practice, then the mind will really be that way. But if we practice and are able to see through these sense impressions and know them as they're happening, then the suffering that we experience reduces. And so perhaps we find the opportunity to come to the monastery and join in these ceremonies, this offering of a forest cloth, the offering of a katina cloth. But we also have the time to train our minds as well while we're doing this. So we may walk around the jedi 108 times and sit in meditation. And really this is the most valuable thing to be doing. And we study the Dhamma. Because the Dhamma is that which cleans our minds, brings it to a state of brightness. It makes our minds clean and bright and pure. Because if greed, hatred and delusion arise, then these stain the heart and make them dark. So we should set our hearts on this practice. And maybe in the space of one year, maybe many of the lay people travel to many different monasteries. But while you're traveling, you should be meditating as well and finding out a place to rest your mind and putting down all of these uh, duties. Because if we pick up all these duties, they're very heavy things. So we need to find a time to lay them aside, a time to cultivate our minds, to bring up mindfulness and make samadhi firm so that wisdom arises and so that we can meet with genuine emptiness. If we're able to practice, to meditate, then our mindfulness will come up to remind us that this is the time to walk, this is the time to sit in meditation. And we'll do that without missing out. So may you all be sincere in this, set your hearts on this, put your effort into it, really try. And this year I give my Anumodana to all of the faithful laity who have come from near and far. And there are many people who have traveled here from Singapore and Malaysia, some from Penang. And also those who have traveled from close by as well, in order to join together in offering this katina cloth, in order to support the Buddha Sasana. So having done these good deeds, may you recollect them as well, and use this as an object for your mind. So you, you should make a record of them, that today, or this week, this year, I have done such and such good things. And so whatever virtuous deeds we've done, we can make a record of them. And then each day we can read that and recollect those good deeds.
and bringing our minds to a state of brightness, this uplifted state, and the ways that we have helped the Buddhasasana. And we can recollect how we have gained this human birth and have met with uh, this dispensation. And so we are using that opportunity to the best and creating this goodness to the fullness of our energy. We also have virtue too, and we really set our meditation as well. And when we're like this, then we're really people who are kind of praiseworthy. So the training of the mind is something that's very important, bringing the mind to peace so that wisdom can arise, knowing into physicality and mentality in their truth, and meeting with emptiness, and finding this transcendence, and realizing this lokutara. And so we praise the Buddha, the Dhamma, the teachings of the Buddha, and the Savakas, the awakened disciples of the Buddha. And like these 30 Arahants, who were the origin of the Buddha, uh, laying down this Katina tradition. And so may all of you set your hearts on the practice. <laughs>